Welcome to the ghost train. Tickets, please. Take your seat and enjoy the ride. All aboard! <laughs> Welcome on board the Ghost Train Podcast. Get ready to dive deep into the creepy and freaky world of the paranormal. This week I have Christine from the amazing attraction called Haunted Calgary. Christine is going to tell us all about what Haunted Calgary is and also her own paranormal experiences from seeing the spirit of her deceased cat, a mysterious piano that plays on its own, and much more. We had a lot of fun, so go check out Haunted Calgary now on social media and see what all the buzz is about. All right, Conductor, take us away. Next stop, Haunted Calgary. All aboard! <laughs> Welcome on board. Hope you're ready for a fun and creepy ride, because this week I have Christine from Haunted Calgary on board with us today, and she's going to be telling us all about Haunted Calgary of course, and some of her own personal ghost experiences as well. Christine, welcome to the GT Podcast. Let's get right into it. So what is Haunted Calgary? Well, thanks for having me. Haunted Calgary is a Halloween attraction located in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. We used to be a yard haunt, so we've been running for about 25 years at my parents' house, um, growing year after year after year. This year, we've actually moved into a mall, um, and we've expanded in huge ways. We now have three really terrifying attractions, plus a Family Frights Thrill Zone. Yeah, I saw that the that you had like a like different packages and things like that. Like what what got me kind of thinking was that murder mystery group event that you had. That seems pretty freaky and cool. So where did you get the ideas for that? Yeah, so I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, one of my best friends is an actor, and she does a lot of murder mysteries around town. Cool. And I've, I've gone to see them. And the thing that was always kind of lacking for me is that they're usually held in some dinner hall and, right. you know, that, that's certainly one way of doing it and not to, um, you know, denigrate that format at all. But I always thought how cool it would be to have a murder mystery actually set in a haunted attraction where you've got Mm. just all those sets and those scenes ready to go for you. And, um, I figure it can be a lot more interactive because the guests can actually wander through the scenes. So they're wandering through, uh, numerous different rooms and things like that so it's not um quite as staged as some murder mysteries can be yeah and it's not so restrictive to just that one room you have a like you just said like a large space that people can just be wandering around and going through so i feel like that makes it even more intensely scary in some ways and, and a lot cooler because you you're way more interactive you're not just confined in this little space so you can just kind of move around and go to different places so i find that was what i when i was reading about it i i thought that that was really really cool idea yeah it's it's just like a giant clue game you know it might be uh you know some something's happening in the library while something else is happening in the lobby while something else is happening in the kitchen and you (laughs) as the guest have to try to put all of those stories together and find out what's happened how big are the groups that you uh, take in? Uh, well, so our murder mysteries, we can do virtually any group size. I'd say optimal group size is probably about 30 to 50. 
Oh, wow. That's huge. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah we, can, really we can accommodate any group. Wow. Really, really cool. What can people expect from your other attractions within Haunted Calgary? So our three really scary attractions um, are basically walk-through mazes. So we have Cesspool, which is an underground sewer kind of theme. Um, you have to meet lots of mutants and uh, sewer people and that mm. kind of thing. Um, it's it's very much a dark maze. So if you're scared of the dark, uh, you're definitely <laughs> going to have have some heart palpitations there um yeah. our second attraction is sanatorium where uh the doctors are much scarier than the patients um and then we have deep sleep hotel where you'll check in but you may not check out oh i love it i love it yeah we have stuff like this in, in toronto where where i'm from and this just seems bigger and crazier in, in some respects, not to knock anything that's here, but like this haunted attraction just seems really, really cool and unique to that. It's in Calgary. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we hope it's, we hope it's going to be great. Um, yeah. but there, you have some amazing haunts in Toronto area as well. Oh yeah. 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 Um, we have screamers, which comes into Toronto, uh, yearly that, uh, does a great job. And there's the Castelloma one as well. That's pretty cool. But, yeah, like, who came up with this idea of all this stuff? It seems so unique. You know, it started, um, I, I always like to tell the story that my dad got sucked babysitting myself and the neighborhood kids, you know, yeah. eons ago. And he also had a honeydew list, which included raking the leaves. And so he said, hey, kids, if you can rake the leaves and put them into these kitchen catcher bags, like the white sort of, um, like, kitchen garbage bags yeah. you can draw faces on them and make ghosts and i'll hang them in the tree for you ah. so we started with that and he he did he actually put them in the tree and then he put his ladder on its side and made like a little cemetery fence and made some tombstones out of cereal boxes you know very oh, very awesome. diy kid stuff yeah. and we just had a lot of fun and my mom played the wicked witch to hand out candy and so the next year at school First day of school, all the kids ran to her and said, "Are you gonna Are you gonna be the Wicked Witch again this year?" And she told my dad and said, "I think we started something." And so yeah. it's basically just been an effort of one upping ourselves year after year after year. Um, and last year we hit that point that we just couldn't do that at the house anymore, and so that's yeah. why we're at the mall. And we have more than one up this year. Yeah, no kidding. It seems like you guys have just been growing and growing and growing, and now the fact that you're able to to grow right out of the house and into a mall is pretty phenomenal, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, that's pretty amazing parents to let you do that <laughs> yearly, right? They clearly love it too. So uh, that's pretty cool. Um, so when does it start? Has it already started? So we've started uh, construction and design, but we don't open until October 11th. We'll run for nine days this year, including our special nights, um, after Halloween, which are our glow stick night and hell night. Yeah. Okay. What's the difference between those different nights? <laughs> well, are glow stick night. Are you waiting? Can you tell us? Yeah, no, I can tell you. Uh, okay. So glow stick night is um, basically we turn off all the lights in the attraction and your group gets one glow stick to go through the haunt with. One. So one glow stick. Oh, for the man. So if you will decide what you see, we will decide what you don't see. 
yeah i have so many people contacting me saying you know oh is that our is that the less scary night and i'm like no 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 <laughs> um this is going to be more scary i think anyways awesome. um and then hell night is basically a big game big immersive game so you're dropped smack dab in the middle of a zombie apocalypse you have to uh survive you have to find survival kits and things like that and uh if you can be the last man standing you'll win a prize Ooh, awesome so, yeah you know that prize might just be your life but <laughs> <laughs> tbd tbd yeah <laughs> i love it um so yeah you must have a pretty big crew then like how many actors and and different people do you have um coming through and playing these different characters and what about the makeup that's a whole other question itself but like how does this all come together there are a lot of people involved and the cool thing is that we're a social enterprise we raise money for this year nine different charities in the calgary area um so all of our people are volunteers which is absolutely exceptional that wow. these people are willing to donate their time um because they enjoy scaring and because um they, they want to support those causes so we'll have a cast of about 100 people we're hoping uh, when all all is said and done each night yeah. uh, and then you know our core construction team we've got about six people who are kind of working around the clock right now and then probably about another 20 they come here and there to help out for a day or two that's awesome yeah. <laughs> and are you still looking for people because i posted uh, something on my instagram that you had posted and i just shared it saying like haunted calgary is still looking for different actors get yeah. out there so if you're still looking people of calgary if you want to scare people and have fun get out and support Christine and Haunted Calgary and get out there and just have fun and scare people, right? Yes, please do. Yeah, the more the merrier, the more the scarier. Actually. Oh, there you go. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can they contact you? Oh, just on your Instagram? Yeah, Facebook? Uh, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we are on Twitter, not as actively. Um, and of course, our website, www.hauntedcalgary.org. Um, and they can email us too. It's it's just info at hauntedcalgary.org. Awesome. So now that we've got, is there like a children's zone that people can bring their kids to, to come see? This haunted yeah, attraction? So we yeah, so we also have a uh, family-friendly area. So at our old haunt, um, we used to do low-scare hours during the day when it was less scary because it was daylight. And it was very, very popular. Um, so this year, we've actually expanded on that and made a whole area just for the kids. Um, so it's our Family Frights Thrill Zone. Yeah. And general admission tickets, uh, meaning the tickets to the scary attractions, also get you access to the Family Frights Thrill Zone. Um or people can buy tickets just for the thrill zone itself. Um, we have bouncy castles, games, crafts, that kind of thing, and a mini haunted house. Ooh, I like it. That's amazing. Yeah. Great work. Yeah. You're doing like really, really cool stuff out there in Calgary. I got to get out yeah. west again and come see you. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So you were mentioning to me before we started that you actually have a few paranormal experiences. Of, is that kind of what got you into this other than your dad raking leaves and getting you to hang uh, ghosts in the trees and during Halloween or what happened? 
Well, so I've always loved the paranormal. I don't know if it if it's uh, totally mutually exclusive from my love of haunting. Um, you know, in in a haunted attraction, we're always trying to create the paranormal. Um, but it's even better if the paranormal finds us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I have a number of stories. I, th- I think my my first entry was very innocuous and very friendly. Um, I had a cat who passed away when I was five and she passed away while we were on vacation. And when we got back, I was devastated, but um, my mom and I would both still see her. Still to this day? Well, we, not to this day, but for several years, we would see her walking around. We would feel her, like I could physically feel her jump up onto my bed. Um, And I would know that it wasn't my other cat because we did get another cat afterwards because that cat would be you know curled up beside me and Mm -hmm. um, that kind of thing and so we always kind of brushed it off oh we're crazy you know we just miss her that kind of thing and then my we moved out of this house um and my cousin moved in and he said to us one day maybe two years later it's like who is this cat that I keep seeing? And he described her perfectly. Oh my God. And we were like, oh, <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but I'm, I'm actually back living in the same house now and she hasn't visited me since I've moved back in and I'm very disappointed about that. So I, who knows, she, maybe she's moved on. Well, I think that's what you would want to have happen eventually right that she can yeah. find her to the other side and and be happy over there with with other cats maybe and maybe some of your other, other family members that are over there waiting right yeah exactly so but yeah oh, that was, it was kind of fun and innocuous we've had a i like it that's really cool yeah <laughs> and any other stories you want to talk about yeah i mean so my family's had a you know a number of different kind of haunting experiences over time. My grandma's house is kind of historically haunted. Um, she had the, yeah, she has this, uh, or she, she's passed now, but wait, they, um, her, and my, her and my grandfather have this um, piano that will play anytime no. something's about, something bad or major is about to happen to somebody connected with the family or or their friends so um usually it happens before a death or a major injury or illness um it has happened as well with a, a couple positive events like births and things like that but mo- mostly it's negative things so we've kind of come to fear the play um and my grandpa is very um he likes to think he's that he's a skeptic but he's he's not, not. No. <laughs> he's very afraid of these things oh, and he is terrified of this piano and he he claims that there's nothing wrong with it you know he's he's tried to get um you know like piano technicians in to oil the strings and stuff because he's like oh it must just be a dry string right. no like this pi- this piano has been checked top to bottom and it only happens when something's about to happen and it's not like it you know play plays a full song and it plays kind of like ding 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 
you know, like a couple of notes. So I was thinking it would be just like one key being pressed down, like okay. like a dark anonymous sound. <laughs> but it's like an actual like rhythm of something, like ding yeah. ding ding. Oh yeah. my, that makes it even scarier yeah. and more believable that it is something not of this world playing the piano telling you or warning you or giving you a heads up like this is good something bad is going to happen to you guys that's crazy is it the type of melody every time no no sometimes it's different that's the thing like it's it's um you know if it was exactly the same every time i might subscribe to that theory that maybe there's something wrong with the piano um but it is, it's, it's a little bit different. I've heard it a couple of times where it's just kind of like, it's in the higher notes and it's like, ding, 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 ding. other times where it is like the, what sort of one long ominous lower thing. It's really, really strange. And, um, I think the thing that pushed it over the edge for me is the one time it played and then like 10 seconds later, they heard a huge crash in, coming out of my grandma's bedroom and she had this big lead mirror like one of those old-fashioned really really heavy lead mirrors that was mm-hmm. attached to her wall it had fallen off the wall and landed on her bed but what's interesting about it is that it didn't knock over anything in the path to get there and it had to like go over two feet in order to to fall there right like i yeah. literally I'm a scientist, so I tend to be inherently skeptical about these things. So I literally ran the physics calculations and I cannot explain it. I can't. The only thing it knocked down on the dresser and my grandma, um, you know, had a lot of stuff on her dresser. It was was pretty cluttered. So there should have been a bunch of stuff knocked over. The only thing that was knocked over was a picture of my grand, of of my great grandfather, her dad. Ooh, and did he live in that house? He didn't, but he was very, very, um, he, he had a very deep connection with my grandma. They were two peas in a pod. So, um, yeah, and, and then um, we had um, an aunt pass away um, about three days later, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I was kind of like, oh, okay. But yeah. in, I mean, that grandfather has been known to visit in the past, though, too. My mom was cooking peanut brittle in, mm. uh, in the kitchen at her house. Well, that would get me to come over, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> and he, she smelled him first. You know how people have a distinct smell? She, she smelled him, and then she felt an arm go around her shoulder, and then she heard his voice in her ear going, Peanut brittle. Mm, I, I love, love peanut, peanut brittle. It's my favorite. Chills. And my mom, like, lost it. She yeah. she loves this kind of stuff. Um, she called my grandma at the time and went, "What was Grandpa's favorite candy?" And my grandma goes, "Peanut brittle." Oh. And yeah, all the hairs on her arm. Too perfect. That's amazing. What a great story. Yeah. So who do you think is playing the piano? Do you think it's him playing the piano? I, you know, I think it might be. 
It has not played since my grandmother died, though. Um, which kind of makes me think that it is a connection to, to her somehow. Yeah, I, I keep, I keep kind of waiting for it because we have had other, you know, things happen since right. then that really the piano probably would have played for. But the last time it played, it was just before she passed away. Wow, that's that's an amazing story. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> is there anything else that you wanted to? Any other stories you wanted to cover? So those one, those ones were really positive and kind of you know life affirming and ghosts are not bad they're people too kind of things, um, you know. But I think everybody also has those kind of darker stories right. too. And yeah. I mean, but we we did have um, pretty ominous experience. I went to Australia a few years nice. ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the land of penal colonies like that that place was colonized um by a lot of not so nice people oh, in the beginning yeah did um, you say you were in tasmania yeah yeah so we went oh, to tasmania um to port uh, port arthur and it was uh, one of the original penal settlements and we went on a ghost tour so you know yeah you're trying to get wrapped ramped about it and stuff but throughout the whole thing i was like oh this is interesting you know like i wasn't getting any kind of vibes whatsoever um you know i was i was enjoying myself but but yeah not scary at all and then we went down into the basement of this chapel area and we walked through to what they used as kind of the autopsy room yep um, and we're we're in there and they're talking about it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. This is awesome. This would make an amazing haunted attraction and yeah. stuff. Um, you know, nothing nothing really going on. And then we're coming back, and all of a sudden, it just got freezing cold. And you know how like J.K. Rowling in the Harry Potter series um, describes the Dementors, how it feels like all the. I think the like quote from Ron is like. Oh, it feels like all the cheerfulness has left the world. <laughs> it was exactly like that. Like, it just felt like soul sucking. Like, there was, oh. you'll never be happy again kind of feeling. Oh. Really, really cold. And then something like brushed my leg and I was out of there. <laughs> I was out of there. And then talking to the. Talking to the guide afterwards, she was like, oh yeah, this is where it was basically death row for the inmates. Like, not as in they're going to be executed death row, but as in they are dying and we just don't care about them anymore. So we're just going to shove them into this basement and wait for them to die. We stop, we stop feeding them and stuff. And I was like, that's terrible. But now I understand why the, that guy was pretty angry. <laughs> oh, right. Oh my God. No so, kidding. Yeah, that was that was kind of fun. But, hmm. <laughs> fun to get uh, attacked by a ghost, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's freaky. Yeah, you got the Casper stories, and then you have the stories of them actually coming up and touching you and grabbing you, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Not at all. Yeah. Well, I like ghosts that kind of don't have a connection to you. I, I feel like like things like that are they're just kind of trying to get their message out or whatever it's the ones that you know have a reason to hurt you that yeah like being a bit more malicious right you don't want to even deal with that stuff yeah exactly yeah we played ouija with um some friends and her their their family um, their parents had 
both passed away and it had been a fairly abusive relationship with her mom throughout life and as the night's progressing um you know first their their dad came through and it was all it was a nice conversation so to speak Mm -hmm. Um, but then the mom started coming through and she got so malicious and we started hearing like footsteps upstairs in their house there was nobody else there their house was completely deserted other than us us downstairs that it, it got pretty bad actually pretty quick and um how do you mean by getting really bad well so i mean like the, the noises started like increasing and stuff but the, the messages coming through were like not good like she was bringing up um you know family secrets family history kind of thing um, br- um being kind of like emotionally manipulative which I guess is what she was like in real life. I never had a chance to meet her, but um, yeah. And you think it was her, not some other kind of demonic spirit just playing with you? Who knows, right? Um, I mean, Ouija, you always kind of question. You you never know who you're really talking to. Yeah, exactly. And and, I mean, and again, the skeptic says, you know, was was it somebody playing with it? They swear not, and like I, the the friends, the like the only people that knew the answers to some of these things would have been like you know, the kids, mm-hmm. but they didn't even know some of them. Like my friend had to call her grandmother in the Czech Republic the next day and verify some of the things that had been said, and mm-hmm. correct. Like there was a nickname that came through that she wow. had never heard um you know and her brother was too young like he hadn't he was he was young enough that he didn't know that kind of family history right. when the, the mom passed away so um you know and there and my other friend and i who were there there's no way that we knew any of it because we had never never met the mom and you know they're yeah they wow. just never shared any of that kind of stuff with us so did that cause the house to become haunted like is the mom there now kind of still doing her thing or is it just for that Ouija experience and then she was kind of gone after that after you had said goodbye and yeah with the Ouija board I think she I think she's gone like we made sure that we closed everything very well um and they have not played with Ouija at all since then no no um or them personally at all I don't think um, just because they don't want to provide yeah. that conduit at all. It's, yeah, yeah, I get that. And what about yourself? Have you been playing with a Ouija board? Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you still do? That didn't scare you off? No, I. so I, I own a hearse for, yeah. um, for the you haunted would, I guess you have to if you're running a haunted <laughs> attraction like that, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I kind of wanted to invite them in, right? Okay. Um, but so this, uh, yeah, the hearse was actually an active in-service hearse until I bought it. It was the only hearse in the Northwest Territories, apparently, that was in active duty. <laughs> Anyways, so it, it saw a lot of action. Um, so I think it would be really cool, and I haven't done it yet, but I think it would be really cool to do a Ouija um, experience inside that hearse and see wow. what's going on. 
with it. You got a lot of guts there because I don't think I could do it. <laughs> well, so my husband has very strict rules. I am yeah. not allowed to do Ouija in our house anymore oh. because our son is just turning three tomorrow. And, you know, young children are just a little too uh, susceptible yeah, yeah. to that kind of thing. So. All right, so Christine, you've created something insanely terrifying, and I hope that the listeners of the Ghost Train are able to get out to Calgary. If you're in the area of Calgary, get out there and go check out this amazing haunted attraction. You're not going to regret it. And Christine, thank you for being on board the Ghost Train podcast and sharing your stories and sharing everything that you did about haunted Calgary. Keep the creepy and freaky going, and I wish you a scary Halloween. That's it for the ghost train this week. I want to thank all my Instagram followers for getting me to the 700 followers mark. I'm pumped to see how this podcast is constantly growing. So tell a friend about the ghost train and make sure that you follow the GT on social media so you can stay up to date with all the freaky and creepy. And also don't forget to check out Christine and the Haunted Calgary team. They're putting together something really, really impressive. And I'm looking forward to seeing how it all turns out until the next train gets in the station. Good luck sleeping tonight.